You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 705 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and the Murdoch Method. In this week's episode, we will be joined by FEI steward Heather Peterson with an inspiration to be supportive. Following that, we have Canadian rider Liz Stacy about an amazing opportunity to compete in the Top Team Challenge. Before we get to the trainer tip with Reese and I, Wendy from Surefoot Equine Stability Program joins us. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. How are you? Hey, Reese. Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm good. All we right. were just talking about how, you know, uh Valentine's Day. Sorry, I'd forgotten about Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. Had just passed. And, <laughs> I hope you how... didn't forget it. I'm just saying. No, I didn't I didn't forget it <laughs> on the day. I, I, I forgot what the word for it was. <laughs> Fair. So that's where the Heather Peterson interview comes in with the with the love and showing the love and spreading yeah. the love. That's what that's the point I'm trying to make here. I love it. I love it. Well, I hope you guys had a good Valentine's Day. We had a Galentine's Day here in in Florida uh, with a bunch of my friends. We had a lovely time. It was really a fun night. Uh, lots of laughs. Uh, that was great. My my husband actually had come had just left um, had come for the weekend, so we we did an early celebration. So uh, that was super fun. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just getting together with your friends and and laughing and and I think that's. I, I actually secret about me, Phil. I don't know if I've ever told you or the podcast, but I hate Valentine's Day. I just think it makes Aww. people feel weird. No, I just feel like you should love everybody the whole time, which is our <laughs> whole discussion from today. Right. Uh, I felt very, I, I felt very loved and and had lots of friends and, and enjoyed. Uh, Travis came down, so I'm just saying. In general, I think Valentine's Day can can lead to some some feelings, and I don't love it. So. There you go. Okay. Okay. I I really <laughs> like Valentine's Day. Aww. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's. I do know how you feel about like you know you can you can act like an idiot for for the entire year and and just because you know you go out and buy some flowers and some chocolates on yeah. February fourteenth doesn't make it a good <laughs> situation. Yeah. But exactly. no, I just you know my wife and I we we didn't do much, but we you know we yeah. exchange cards in the morning and we just like. Aww. You know, it's just a uh, an extra day, an extra day, an extra day, an extra day. Spread the, the joy and spread the love, just like you should do every day. <laughs> true. But yeah, I mean, it's that was so true. Good. <laughs> well, uh, I wrote. I've been riding a lot. It's actually, it's been been awesome. Like, uh, we're kind of really now. I'm actually halfway through my trip, which is insane because you know we work all year to get here. We get here, and then it's we're like, whoa, I only have six weeks left. Um, but yeah, just been really working here. There've been some amazing symposia. I have not been able to go to a lot of them, unfortunately, because 
I, I do, I have actually quite a lot of horses here this year that I ride and, and are sort of part of the team. A lot of them are jumpers. So, uh, when all the symposiums are happening, uh, those are the days I have to ride the jumpers or go see the jumpers. Cause they end up going later in the week to the horse show. So, uh, they've been keeping me on my toes, which is great. And I've just been having just really good lessons. I haven't done a lot of showing. I just showed one day, which is kind of nice. The last few years I've been really showing a lot. So it's kind of fun right now to not have to show a lot and just train. All my horses are sort of mid-level or not, you know, they're leveling up or, you know, we're not, we're not show ready yet. So, um, so that's been really quite fun this year. I've enjoyed that a lot. So, uh, but working hard, <laughs> I I'm like, at the end of the day, I, I have to be honest, I'm sleeping pretty well, <laughs> which is, which is good for me. Keeps me out of trouble. Well, I, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, we actually had some warmer weather this last week. So, you know, that's kind of permission to, you know, ride a bit harder and, and just check, check in on the boys, you know, just checking yeah. in on, on certain things. So, um, did you go outside? Did you go no. outside? No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Please shake your head. I just, well, in Kentucky, it was 70 degrees. So my sister was like in a t-shirt and I taught some virtual lessons and people were in t-shirts. I'm like, what? Uh, but they actually have, they're having some very bad storms right now. So I hope everyone's okay. But, um, yeah, they had, they had a really quite warm week actually. So I just thought maybe Phil, you were <laughs> outside, but clearly not. Sorry. No, um, it's just uh, delayered a little bit. That, you know, that's, delayered. Fair. Delayered. That's, that's yeah. a good start. It's a good start. I love it. I love it. Well, I I think it's going to turn around and get real cold, you know, real soon, you know. But, uh, you know, it's just nice that everybody's just in a little bit better mood and, you know, all all that great (laughs) stuff. Are you still grumpy, Phil? Yes. Yeah, everybody... I mean, let's remember it's grumpy fill season. So we have to, we have to, you know, I get it. But sometimes you're in a good mood tonight. You were a little grumpy the other night. Yeah. We love you you all the same. actually kind of... um, (laughs) Playing with the idea of ordering one of those sunlight, you know, substitute oh, yeah. lights on Amazon. <laughs> or just come visit your work wife in Florida. More. <laughs> I've been trying everybody to get him down here, but he's yeah. grumpy Phil and staying in Canada until the end of season. No, I, I'm going to get to see you in a couple of weeks. I'm thrilled. That's right. Yeah. We're, we're, I haven't uh, seen you in forever. Meredith, yeah. Mary and I will be taking a, a quick vacation, four or five days. Going to head down to Fort Lauderdale head down to the beach and uh, get, get some drinks with uh, umbrellas in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to come join you. It's uh, I'm excited for, uh, for a night off. So uh, looking forward to seeing you guys in a couple of weeks, which will be crazy. It'll be right before I head home. So that'll be great. But Phil, we have a fantastic show tonight, don't we? We're actually quite busy. Yeah. I mean, we've got, we've got a real um, mix of interviews tonight, you know, Heather Peterson, Liz Stacy from Canada, who I, I, I think she was also a little grumpy, but, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> Canadians, it's, it's hard, it's hard to tell, you know, you guys are all happy all the time. So, so nice. Yeah. Popped <laughs> up on uh, maple syrup, maybe, or, you know, whatever it is, but, uh, yeah, yeah that, that was it. fun interview. And, and of course, uh, Wendy is going to join us so we can get right it. to it after this commercial break from Kentucky performance products. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. 
Managing horses can be challenging. Each horse's personality affects the way he behaves and reacts to the world around him. Horses with certain dispositions can be at higher risk for developing health problems than others. High-strung or excitable horses are easily stressed, but so is the timid, quiet warrior. Stressed horses are more likely to develop digestive upsets that lead to colic, diarrhea, and ulcers. Nalox Advanced was specifically developed to support a digestive tract that is under stress. It sustains proper pH levels, reducing the incidence of ulcers and hindgut imbalances, while simultaneously supporting the healing of damaged tissues. Nalox Advanced supports the complete digestion of starches and sugars and sustains populations of beneficial bacteria. Make life a little easier on your sensitive horse and start him on Nalox Advanced today. To learn more about the ingredients in Nalox Advanced, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Well, tonight, I'm really excited to have Heather Peterson. She is a show manager from FEI level to schooling shows to she manages horse trials. She is a TD, a large RTD, a USCF silver medalist, and an FEI steward, and my friend. Heather, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm thrilled. Well, I would like to put my friend early because that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. You and I uh, do a lot of committee work together for USCF and you do even more than I do, uh, which is amazing. And we were talking one night here in Wellington because this is the place where you have a little time to relax and we don't necessarily have our families with us. And we were talking about the importance of building up our peers, right? And not knocking down peers. And I just said, can we come on the podcast and just talk about this? So I'm going to turn it over to you and then we'll just kind of all chat about it because it's really an important topic. I think it's extremely important. You know, we're in a very tough sport. It's the only sport really out there, especially at the Olympic level, where we're dealing not only with ourselves, but with the animal that we sit on as well. And and it, it makes things much more complicated. And it's a lot of there's so much head game aspect to our sport as well and confidence issues in addition to working, like I said, with the animal we're sitting on and their confidence and their behavior. And they don't necessarily have emotions, but they do have emotions and so much comes into play. And I I think when we feel like we're alone and out there without support, that this makes things just so much harder. It's so true. Yeah. I think, yeah, I would, I would certainly, you know, kind of agree with that. And, and basically you know, we're all on our own separate journeys. You know, it's funny when you get into a a competition and, you know, maybe you're riding uh, your own, you know, first pre-St. George or this, you know, particular horse's first pre-St. George. And you're up against people who've, who are on the teams and, and all of that kind of thing. And, and that can really be hard for, for the old ego. Absolutely. And and I think what we have to remember is that everybody has a different journey. Like you said, everybody has a different goal. It could be that person's first pre-St. George. It could be that horse's first pre-St. George. But it also just could be that maybe you haven't gone down center line in two years and you just need to put your feet back in the pool and get, you know, get back in the water and try and work your way through just even functioning and riding a test. So there's so many different things that come into play. And without supporting each other, without being there to just say, hey, good job, or hey, you tried really hard, or hey, congratulations on showing up, um, it can be a really difficult sport when we turn our backs on each other. 
Oh, a hundred percent. And you know, it's, it's very sweet. Cause I, I remember this moment. It's a very good friend of mine and she rode with Conrad Schumacher. Right. And, and on Facebook that night, she went back and she wrote the most amazing discussion on how that was essentially her Olympic games. Right. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I, I don't necessarily, I mean, I adore Mr. Schumacher. I've ridden with him since I was 14 and I love the experience, but I didn't even think about it. I didn't associate that of what a big deal it was for her. She, she had wanted to do it her entire life. She, um, is an amazing, she's a PhD professor, you know, so incredibly smart and she had a family and she just said, you know, it had been so long since she even had a horse that she even felt worthy to ride in the clinic, which is silly, but it's true. And she said, that was literally my Olympic games. And absolutely. Yeah. I just love that because you know, I didn't even think about it. I, I was so excited to invite her and we have such a fun time at the clinics and, you know, I was, I was thrilled to have her, but you know, I didn't even think about what a big deal that was for her. And, um, it was really a special moment and it really reminded me on how important that is. And we don't actually ne- necessarily know what other people's struggles are. And I think yep. that's really important to remember it, you know, especially, like here in Wellington, it's a pressure cooker. I mean, we are all go, go, go. There's so it's much going huge. on. And the, mm-hmm. People ask the question, what are your show goals? Well, not everybody has a show goal. Some people yeah. just want to come for the continuing education. And the pressure shouldn't be there to horse show if that's not what they want to do. If they just want to continue their education and learn as much as they can on their horse, not everybody needs to go down the center line. Sometimes it's yep. just about enjoying the partnership that we have. and enjoying the education. Oh, 100%. And I think a lot of people forget that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I have kind of that going on in my own life. I mean, the last two years, I I showed a lot. And that was actually kind of part of the plan. And and I had the horses to do that. And this year, I don't really have anybody to show. I mean, you know, every horse (laughs) I have is kind of in between levels. So I have really enjoyed the continuing education and not show and be out there every weekend because I don't really have anybody right now that's ready to do that uh, for various (laughs) reasons. And so it does bring a different perspective to the experience and especially something like this or even going to regional championships. I mean, it, it, all of this is a sacrifice and we're not even talking financially you know, especially here in in Wellington, like you and I, we leave our families, you know, like we're here. It's a lot. We save every penny all year long in order to be here just to get this experience. Yeah. It's hard. And I'm living in an RV, you know, a nice (laughs) RV. I mean, but I'm still living in an RV. I'm in a spare bedroom. It works well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you and I have farms, like, what are we doing? But, uh, but I'm thrilled to be here and, and I'm so happy for the experience. And, and I just, I just thought for, for a reminder for everyone. And that could be right now, if you're up North and, and you're riding and, and you're getting to the barn every day, cause sometimes that's hard to do. And, and I hope everyone is able to have a fun environment that they can be in and enjoy the whole experience. Cause no matter what you're doing, this horse, this sport is hard. I think it's super key. Another thing that I really enjoy about coming to Wellington is to spend time with friends who come from all over the country. And whether it's just they come down to visit for the weekend or they're here for the season and we run into each other periodically, 
but grooming for other friends who are out horse showing and just being, I call myself quote unquote, not the groom. I'm the emotional support human being. I love to go and just like Mm -hmm. toss people in the saddle, hold the horse while they get on videotape you. If you want me to like, I'm just there to be there if they need an extra set of hands and just somebody to talk out their test with after the ride or whatever. But I like to be that emotional support human being so that you can help them achieve their success and help them meet their goals and cheer them on and just be there to support each other. We love to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, uh, another way that, that your support team can help you is just add a bit of um, perspective to, to your ride, you know, like, you know, as a rider and I've competed my own horses, but at the moment I'm just competing other people's horses, which adds another, you know, level of, of pressure and, and uh, you've got to meet your own expectations. And then you've got, you've got um, owners and sponsors and, you know, those expectations have to be managed and, and whatever. So sometimes it's just good to have an outside perspective and, you know, and, and because we can all, you know, find faults or even after writing the test and reading the test, all you've got are, are scores, you know, scores and, right. and sometimes a few comments from the judge, which they're paid to be critical. So, yes. you know, <laughs> That's so, so now, you know, there's yeah, a lot a of, you know, n- negative. Well, they have no idea what the horse was doing a week ago yeah. at home in the ring. They can yeah. only evaluate and it could be 10 times better than what it was. And you still get a six, but to you, it's a 10 because last week it was a three. <laughs> so yeah. 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 Yeah, or a lot of times, you know, the the possibility of, of, you know, in certain moments in the test, like the horses are unpredictable and like even just getting around and getting in the ring and and not um, kind of running away in in a big spook and, you know, and a bolt and and whatever. I mean, that that can be success as well. Right. So, you know, it's good to good to have support people around you to just just talk up your mental game, you know, and, and just. Um, yep. be there to cheer you on and, and be helpful because I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's, become, it's a small sport and it's becoming even smaller and there's not going to be very many people in it who, you know, if, if, you know, all you're getting is, is negative talk and, and backbiting, you know, like all of that kind of stuff is, is problematic, Absolutely. you know, overall. And sometimes and, just yeah. Having the support from your friends to just go have a drink after a long, hard day and decompress. Yes. And talk about what didn't go right today, what could go better tomorrow, and what actually was super successful. And being able to just think through. I mean, without paying for $5,000 in therapy, <laughs> you know, $10 in beer <laughs> and some nacho chips sometimes works well, too. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Or maybe martini. Depends on the day. Yeah, well, exactly. at, at, at horse shows up north here, I, I try to, you know, get as many people as possible together. And I've got a you know, a margarita blender and, and, and that's my, that's my therapy, you know? That's excellent. I love it. Yeah. I've, I've got some so great cool. friends uh, up here and, uh, you know, people I've known a really long time and you can just, you know, sit down and, and have a drink to celebrate or have a drink to, to forget, you know, and, uh, and just have a good time and tell stories and, and, you know, in, enjoy each other's company. Well, and that's half of our battle, too, in this sport is not forgetting that this should somewhat be fun at some point in time. <laughs> and we, we should have a little bit of enjoyment in either going out and showing or going to a clinic or just riding at home. It needs to um, be positive in its aspects and not always be downtrodden on ourselves. 
I love it. Well, Heather, thank you so much for this discussion. I think it was so nice for both of us with Phil and I, um, you know, and I hope this just keeps bringing people up. We just had Valentine's day. So, uh, this is, I guess our Valentine's day segment, but yes, definitely let's lift each other up in the sport. Cause it is a hard one. So Heather, thank you so it's much true. for your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Well, everybody had a favorite morning drive show in the days we all listened to radio. They were goofy, funny, and entertaining. You can have that again, only this time it focuses on life with horses. We are here every weekday on your podcast player. Search for Horses in the Morning and come join us. We are a little goofy, hopefully funny and entertaining, and you might learn something along the way, too. We are the world's leading daily podcast about horses since 2010, with over 2,600 episodes for you to binge on. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? Pull your phone out of your pocket, blow off the hay, and subscribe to Horses in the Morning. Well, tonight we are thrilled to have Liz Stacy. She is an FEI rider and trainer in Canada. Liz, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Well, Liz, tell us a little bit about yourself as we start our interview. Well, as you already mentioned, I am a FEI level rider, trainer. I have my own training stable here in Ontario. Right near, right near where my parents live, in... actually. Yeah. My oh, parents really? Right, right, right yeah. by Phil's parents. I love it. <laughs> in Brockville, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. In Brockville, Ontario, it's a very small town. But um, over the last 20 years, I suppose I've been very involved in working with uh, officials at the Canadian uh, uh, Equestrian Canada uh, to develop the sport here in Ontario and throughout Canada. And uh, recently, that kind of work seems to have fallen by the wayside at the Federation. So some of us have been talking about ways to generate some excitement, some enthusiasm to promote our shows. In 2022, we had two CDIs that were cancelled through lack of entries. Mm. And so we wanted to sort of go back to our show organizers with a gesture to help them uh, improve the attendance at their shows. And one thing we talked about, I spoke with Chris Boylan uh, in the fall about things, just tossing around ideas. And this came out of that conversation that we would promote a team challenge. And in an effort to uh, up the entries at the CDIs, we thought it would be very good to have... Um, a team that was composed of at least one open FEI rider, an adult amateur, a junior or a youth rider, and then perhaps another unspecified rider. And what we would do would be to offer a premium, a bonus of 1.5% to those riders who achieve their scores in the CDI portion of the horse show while the others may come from the national show and so I just sort of worked on it a bit and uh, contacted a couple of our show organizers three actually they were all over it uh, really uh, enthusiastic about the idea and especially because the way we've set it up they don't have to do anything themselves to have it happen at their show 
and we're just going to let riders uh, tell us what class they want the score to count from. And then we have some volunteers behind the scenes who will be keeping track of the scores in real time uh, at the horse shows, at the three horse shows that are designated uh, team top team challenge horse shows. So we're going to go from there and see how it goes. I'm really hoping that the riders um, are interested in such a thing. It's also a wonderful opportunity for riders to get some experience riding as part of a team. And, uh, you know, that might p- prove useful down the road. Never know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. so we're, and it should be fun. Yeah, I mean, I really, I really like this idea. Um, I just, uh, th- you know, thought of something, you know, about those two canceled CDIs. Because there was, there was how many in total? Five, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So I think that that was that was a lot. And uh, like, how much do you think that uh, the the border crossing? We we don't get a ton of U.S. riders up here, but I I think we have you know nice showgrounds and you know all all of the standards for showing you know should be there. So do you think that was a well, the- that was a factor? I don't think it's a factor. We've never had a huge um, entry from the U.S. in the past, uh, in the past 25 years that I can think of. You know, maybe the odd rider from here or there, but never really a large contingent of uh, U.S. riders coming up to Canada. I think it's far for a lot of people, and the border crossing is uh, difficult. You have to have your health papers, same as when we go to the States to show it's a bit more of a hassle to get there and it's a bit more costly because of health inspection papers to cross the border and the distance to travel. Um, now, of course, for the U.S. riders, it would be quite a lot less expensive to come to Canada uh, to show because, well, the American dollar goes a bit farther here. Uh, so I don't <laughs> yeah, know there we go. Don't come. For, for, that is true. <laughs> for American <laughs> listeners or for Reese herself, you know, just... Yes. Just, Come on up. Come on up. Now, over. that would yeah. be fun. Oh, now that's a goal. I like it. That would be super fun. I would enjoy that. I yeah. have done a Canadian yeah. couple CDIs in Canada, actually. It's been a, it's been a long time. Oh, have but I, have, I have. Yeah, they were awesome. The one I went to was amazing. It was a lot of fun. But you can't make a ride on red in um, Quebec. I learned that. The hard time. <laughs> no, no, you can't. You must have gone to Blainville. I did. I did. And my sister also, my sister also did young riders in Canada, but we didn't, we got stopped by the police in Quebec. That didn't go well. Actually, it was fine. He was very nice and knew, knew we were obviously foreigners and told us we couldn't do that. You can make a ride on a red in Quebec. You just can't do it on the island of Montreal. (laughs) I think that's where I was. (laughs) Whoopsie. (laughs) That's where you were. That's a different story, but uh, it was a cute, cute officer. I told my sister to flirt with him. It went fine. Your <laughs> case, <laughs> Quebec. Yes, exactly. Went, went great. I liked it. We had a good time. <laughs> well, we're planning to hold our finale. The finale for the team challenge will be at the uh, former Olympic site in Bromont. It's a beautiful, beautiful venue run by really super people who put their heart and soul into making it a great show for the competitors. And uh, Sylvie Nerban, who is the uh, uh, manager of the show there, 
has been on board from the beginning and is so excited to have us coming to do the the final award presentation at Bromont and has been extremely accommodating. So it's going to be a really nice finale for the season uh, in a beautiful, beautiful area, part of Quebec that's so beautiful down in Eastern Townships, closer to the U.S., by the way. And, uh, you know, I know uh, they'll be very, very hospitable there. So uh, that should be just a grand way to close this out if we get it off the ground. So tell us about the other two um, locations or, or shows that uh, that are included in this series. The inaugural show will be the Ottawa Dressage Festival, which, of course, is my local show. And uh, Paul Teeple and his army of volunteers do an outstanding job putting on uh, probably the biggest CDI that we have in Canada. Uh, it seems it's a very popular show in the third week of May. And uh, it usually gets a pretty good entry. So we're hoping that a lot of the Toronto Riders will be making their way down to uh, Ottawa for that. And then we'll go back to the Toronto area for the second show in the series, which will be uh, the Caledon Dressage Group's competition held at the Caledon Equestrian Park, which was the site of the 2015 Pan American Games for uh, dressage and uh, show jumping and three-day eventing. It's an outstanding venue, perfect footing, plenty of space, uh, on-site camping for competitors. Uh, The stabling is pretty good as well. And uh, the Caledon area, again, a beautiful part of Ontario. And uh, we're hoping that we can really help uh, Andrew Woodley, who's the organizer of that particular show, uh, really put, he's putting on his first three, uh, three star CDI. And uh, we're hoping to make it a, just a, a really fun competition with our teams. And, and again, Andrew's been so accommodating and so enthusiastic about getting this series going. Well, fantastic. I, I think this is a great idea. And, uh, we, we loved having you on the show to, you know, kind of promote it and and uh, want to encourage uh, yourself and, and anyone else who, you know, wants to be involved in, in this program. Or if you can think of any any other ways to to be promoting dressage to to contact you. So how do they do that? They can reach me on Facebook. Just search for Liz Stacy and uh, I'll come right up and I'm pretty good about responding to messages. We do have a website for the team challenge, which is called Top Team Dressage. And so you can read all the rules there if you're interested in participating or you just want to know a bit more about it. It's all on the website. And we also have a Facebook page. Unfortunately, I haven't quite got around to figuring out Instagram yet, but uh, <laughs> that's coming. You and me neither. <laughs> yeah, you and me yeah, neither. Yeah, I refuse. <laughs> Reese just it won't do it. Yeah. Guys, just I'm out. <laughs> I do enough. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me on and give me a, a chance to just spread the word a little bit about this because I think it's it it could end up being a thing every year if it goes off well this year. And I think that would be just a great addition to our competitive season here. 
tonight. We are so excited to have back our favorite monthly guest, Wendy Murdoch. How are you, Wendy? I'm great. Am I really your favorite monthly guest? Yes, you are. I love it. <laughs> we have to like stop chatting and then record when when we have Wendy on because we chat too much and it's like actually we need to like you know do our job. So we love it. How are you? Where are you? I'm great. Um, well, today I'm at a Panera. Um, I'm coming back from Aiken. I was down there teaching for three or four days. It com- it becomes a blur. Um, and my my client down there is from Rochester, New York. So the last time I saw her, I was up in Rochester. I was freezing my butt off and bundled up. So it's like, oh, I'm going to see her again. So you know what I didn't do? I didn't pack sunblock. I didn't pack long sleeves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah, got a sunburn. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, so anyway, it happens, it happens here too. You know, people come down. What happens actually when people come to Wellington sometimes is they don't bring a coat and it can get cold here, especially in January. And people are like, oh my gosh. And they have to run to Walmart or <laughs> I also have a very large cl- closet of every coat, you know. All right. Well, I. I will remember to bring a coat because I'm heading down to, to uh, I know. Wellington. I'll be down there What on the 20th, the 20 to 24th. Yep. Um, I love it. And I'm really excited because I'm going to be going to the uh, Animal Rehab Institute and um, and working with them with Surefoot. So I'm really excited about that. It's going to be really That's, fun. Yeah. That's yeah. super fun. And you have big news because you have been busy. You're always busy, but you've been really busy on filming the Feldenkrais method for riders. I'm I'm incredibly interested in this. this I am amazing. so excited. So I have <laughs> wanted to do this for a a million. Okay, there's. I don't even know if I go there. There's something else that I should have done a million years ago. And when I finally did it, like during COVID, I was like, "Why did it take me so long?" And this is the same thing. It's like I I finally filmed. I'm going to call it the whole rider, and it's um. It'll be 12 Feldenkrais lessons uh, for riders. And they're, they're, they're not, they're short because people don't, you know, have a lot of time. It's like, what's going to be impactful for a rider? So what I'm, I'm really excited about is that I talk about how, why is this lesson, like, why did I pick this lesson? How does it relate? And then um, what I did was I brought my skeleton. I don't know if you saw the pictures of my skeleton on Facebook, um, on my Murdoch Method page, I brought Elmer down with me well actually it was up to Pen- in Pennsylvania where we filmed and I put him on the table and I demonstrate the lesson with the skeleton um and I just think that that's it's so much fun to do that and and the thing about Feldenkrais that people have to understand is that the lessons are auditory right you you lay on the floor you close your eyes and you listen to them and it's like well how do you do a, an auditory thing on a video format well I've come up with, I'm not going to tell you the, the other thing that I, that I came up with that I think works, but I brought my skeleton. And so when you see your bones, when you see how the bones move and think of the lesson from your bones, it's so much more powerful because, you know, I find so many riders want to think about their muscles, right? And they want to think, well, that they'll ask me, well, what, you know, what muscles should I use? And I'm like, I, I don't want you to think about muscles. If you think about organizing your skeleton, and the movement that you want the body to do, then you're going to look at the muscles that need to do the work will do the work. They will coordinate. You know, the, the, the nervous system is so phenomenal and the body is so amazing that we, we, we just don't appreciate it. We just don't. Because, you know, something as simple as, you know, writing your name or 
or uh, typing on a keyboard. There's such an organization in our system of the fine-tuning of muscles. It's like demi-contractions and semi-contractions. That when you think about muscles, it's it's too, it's like, it's not how it works. But if, because your nervous system runs the muscles, but if you think about the organization, the way you move, the quality of the movement, the ease of the movement, then the unnecessary effort goes away. And that's the key to riding. It's, it's not about doing more. It's about getting rid of the unnecessary effort that's inhibiting the quality of movement. It's true in a horse and it's true in a person, right? So I am so excited that I filmed this this course. Um, we're It's in editing now, so I'm really hoping it'll be out in March. Um, stay tuned. I will let everybody know. Um, yeah, so, but that's, um, yeah. But that, I mean, that, that sounds... That sounds super helpful. So how will people be able to access, you know, the, these, uh, this course? So basically what we're going to do is we'll, um, there'll be an item on my store and I'll put it in both stores, the shop.surefootequine.com and the murdochmethod.com slash shop. I'll put it in both of them and, um, it will, it's being, we're going to host it on Thinkific. So, um, you'll go in and purchase it on my shop. And then it'll take you to the, you'll get a passcode to get into Thinkific and you get the course over there. Um, and, you know, there's so many options on on hosting, but I already have my Surefoot online stuff already on Thinkific. So we're just going to host it on Thinkific. And um, it's video content. Um, we're, we're still sorting out the price, but we want to keep the price point really low, right? Because we want people, and we want everybody to like experience experiment and start to get a taste of Feldenkrais um, because, and of course, you know me, uh, I've already got plans for the second course and the third course and how to, t- you know, do sitting. Yeah, that, that was my, that was my next question. I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, do this as an introduction. That means you're going to have to make, make more videos for sure. Awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. And I have a great team. You know, I was so interesting. Um, I found this company. I actually, uh, one of the people I knew really well, she knows my content really well. And, um, she's working for this other company and I, um, so I hired them and they're all under 30. I have (laughs) three under 30, and I'm like, wow, this is so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like they, I, I can't believe how fast they're like, Oh yeah, just do this and this. And oh, we've already got this for you. And I'm like, how'd you, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. that's what I need. I need a how'd team you, of yeah. under thirties. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all, especially with technology. Yeah. 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 When you have a, when you have a vision and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this video and, 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 and all of that, they, they just know how to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. The TikTok it's generation. Like, yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's so crazy. And so, um, but, and they're really fun. And then, I um I don't know what'll happen to this piece of film, but anyway, we were filming and then I don't know what button I hit. You know me. If you hit a certain button, my mouth just starts going and I don't know where it's <laughs> gonna stop. <laughs> and, I, and I and I talk, you know, because when you're f- filming Feldenkrais is like filming cement in a way. I mean, because <laughs> because the we we the you know, you're, uh, the, it's verbal, right? You're listening to the lesson. You have to, you have to get people's nervous system to calm down so they can feel subtle things. And that's the key is that in a busy life, when everything's really, really busy, you can't feel a lot because there's too much activity going on. And so you have to calm the nervous system down. So by laying on the floor, 
you know, taking a moment to settle into the floor and noticing your breathing, then when you do these small movements, you can really feel them. And so, you know, um, when you're filming this stuff, it's like, okay, this is really, so I'm watching them kind of like, yeah, they're filming. It's great. And it's, I've seen already some of the rushes. It's great. Okay. But then I hit the quarter and I started talking about the background and, you know, where Feldenkrais came from. And, and, and this one guy, his eyes just lit up and he's like, can we do a podcast? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> I do that stuff all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and that it's such a yeah, it's such a different energy, you know, because um, you, you're not trying to relax somebody. You're just they're discussing something. And so he was so cute because he and I think it really helped them understand what's going on, because, um, you know, Feldenkrais, it, it, again, if you don't slow things down so that you can feel them, th- there's no possibility for change. Um, yeah. It's one of the reasons that we've that we've designed the lessons the way we have so that um, you can like watch watch the lesson and then you understand the relationship to writing and you can go play with that a little bit you see it on the skeleton and then you come back and you do another piece um and so let, right so i mean i've already dreaming up like a, a dozen others of these and then we want to actually take it into some stuff on horse horseback but you know the minute you introduce a horse into a video <laughs> yes <Yeah>. good luck yeah. <laughs> things can go awry quickly it is such a different thing. It's like these guys have no, they don't know they have not filmed horses yet. I was like, do you have a panning head? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, oh my yeah, gosh. You know, with uh, photography and and horses and 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 videos and and animals in general, they yeah. never they never quite do what you think that they're gonna you know. No, no, but you can get some <laughs> magic moments. You really can. <laughs> Yes, you can. You can. Well, Wendy, how do we find this or when do we pre-order? What do we do? Okay. So it's not on my shop yet. Um, I'm going to, I want to make sure the course is up, that it's sound, that the platform's working and all that good stuff. Um, we're still sorting out what the price point's going to be. I'm, I'm working on keeping it low. That's the, the plan. Um, but we've had some additional things. So I'm still working that out. Um, I will certainly put it in my email. So if you're not subscribing to my email, it's um, you go to murdochmethod.com and you just subscribe to my newsletter. I put out a newsletter every Sunday, sometimes Monday, um, for all my webinar guests coming up. I'm I'm talking to Celeste Lazarus. It's I'm really excited about talking to her. Uh, um, that's actually probably before this airs. Um, but you can find all of those. I've done over 300 webinars with Wendy now. Wow. That's amazing. It's really incredible. So over 300 of them, they're all hosted on the Surefoot Equine YouTube channel. If you go to my Facebook page, Murdoch Method, we always, you know, when we, when we, uh, on the Sunday email, it goes up on there. So you can find that. Um, and then, um, my calendar is on the Murdoch Method, but I'll be updating that because I'm, I'm adding stuff as we go. And of course, I'll make a big splash announcement on Facebook. So if you're not following me on Facebook, go to Murdoch Method and follow me on Facebook. Um, yeah. And so I'm just really, I'm just, I'm just, you know, like I'm so excited, nervous at the same time because I've wanted to do this for so long. And, you know, we're all, we're our worst critics, right? I, I saw someone as, oh. <laughs> And she's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's like, yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's awesome. Oh, well, Wendy, thank you so much. And we're so excited um, for all the new things and to subscribe. So uh, we can't wait for next month. Yeah. And I'll see you soon. You got it, girl.
Awesome. Looking forward to it. Phil, one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Phil. So here's our trainer tip of the week. This is a listener question. So this one was um, the feeling that someone's getting about the horse being over their back and soft in their back. How do you recognize and feel when they, your horse, use their back? And if it is actually somewhat strong or power in your hands, then how does that differ from rooting? Okay. You want to take this one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this is this is a complicated question. Yeah, it is. As as are most of them, you know, and, and we always say that it's complicated, but it's a question of connection, right? Yes. And how how do I feel when my horse is connecting, and you know, from the hind legs over the back to the bit? Um, and and th- this one depends on how capable your horse is, how much training the horse has, how fit they are within the in that yes. top line. Exactly. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna approach this like uh, you know this is a first level horse, and you know how does a horse feel w- w- at at that point uh, more over the back so that you can encourage it more and develop it into the into a second level horse and and that you know that's kind of the idea. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so what what are some what are some signs? That, that the horse is actually using his back. So in my mind, I like to picture the, fir- the first stage of the horse being able to use the back is that they're um, underneath the rider with the hind legs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got to be able to encourage the hind legs straight underneath your seat bones. So the mm-hmm. right hind is stepping, you know, my, my picture in my mind is the right hind is stepping underneath my right seat bone and my uh and the horse's left hind is pushing under underneath my left seat bone okay so that that's step one and then the next thing that you can do is encourage each step to be a little bit more active or a little quicker or you know um to push more underneath the seat bone Mm -hmm. then at least you've got the thrust for for that you know that the, the connection starts with the back legs and and some thrusting towards you know underneath the horse underneath the rider towards the the front yes so that you can then kind of think about you've got the thrust happening you can control the thrust and then you've got to close the front of the horse a little bit and so with each stride and in walk you know it's it's got it's got the four beats so you should be able to feel each leg moving um and and as the hind leg the right hind steps under you would encourage um the right hind to step under a little bit more and then as the left hind comes then you're going to encourage the the left hind and then you can close and balance the the front of the horse that the and 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 by closing I, i mean that the horse's nose becomes more towards the vertical and that they are um, not being kind of open in their jawline and just kind of wandering around and and going faster, but uh, you know, so so as the hind legs you know thrust forward, because I don't I don't want to transition to trot. I just want to make a more active 
a longer walk step. So mm -hmm. if you close first the hind leg and then split second, like not even not even a, a full beat because before you know so the the energy is going to your hand and then your hand kind of like if your fingers are open they would close a little bit and that that pressure from the hind leg is going to be balanced and caught in the front and then the horse would gain a little bit of that top line connection and then you know and you can and and so you start in the walk and if you can't close it in the walk, it's probably not going to close in the trot. But a mm -hmm. lot of people find the trot a little bit easier to work with because it's got, you know, a moment of suspension. Yeah. So uh, and a little bit more momentum. So you're going to be using the momentum in the trot or the canter. Every horse has a little bit their favorite gait and their best gait. So but this, the idea is the same as the horse picks up the hoof, it's thrusting forward. And then you, before the hoof lands again, you're going to you know, uh, try to close the top line. And that, that's, a, that's essentially it, right? And so the, yeah. the feeling in your hand can become a little bit more firm, but not pulling. So, right. and, and then you're going to deal with a ton of evasions to this idea. Because if the horse isn't used to using this chain of muscles that runs underneath, uh, you know, like their abs are, are getting enacted because the the abs have to push the, the the back up so you're you're creating more energy but you're also trying to contain that that energy so that the the abs activate and kind of lift the top line up and mm -hmm. the horse is, is no longer just neck out up down like you you now have a little bit of control of that chain of muscles and and they shouldn't pull on your hand they, they should feel soft and then every stride as that improves, you can also, you know, build on that to do the, ask the horse to do more. So, you know, in trot, it's got that one, two, one, two. So if you're in rising trot, every time you sit, you close your legs, you close your hands a little bit. And then as you rise out, you, you, you might, you know, um, your leg would come off and you might, uh, your hand might go forward or, you know, uh, whatever, but it's all about activating that chain of muscles in timing and pressure. And so, uh, a horse has a lot of evasions to this and one of them you know being just shutting down and going backwards the other one they will fall left they will fall right they will start to pull those are all evasions to to that thrust and catch technique yeah and i mean that's hard for them right and i think it's that whole concept of of the it, i call it the bow or the bow shape right that as your as the horse is having to engage their back right? They're, they're going to try and tip the bow, right? Some very rarely where they tip it to more energy behind, right? Which is what we want. A, a, a greener horse, a younger horse, um, they're going to try and tip forward to your hand, right? So that's going to make things, they're going to say, okay, I want you to help me with this concept, right? Of carrying myself. And that's that kind of feeling. Now, I sometimes describe that as good, strong. So sometimes I'm okay with the horse. I, I, I don't like my horses strong at all. I actually have a shoulder injury. So like my horses can't pull, they can't root. It's not allowed because it really hurts my shoulder. But sometimes for them to get a consistent connection, they do have to take a little bit more stronger hold of your hand. And initially I'm okay with that knowing that I'm just trying to get this bow shape a hundred percent sort of in the horse's brain, 
Does that make sense, Phil? Like I'm trying yeah, to yeah. say, I mean, okay. I, 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 yeah. Um, you know, people will talk to me as we're going through a lesson or something. And then they're like, oh, she's going to become really strong. And I say, strong. well, yeah. what, what happened is that you've now activated the, the muscles, but doesn't have the muscles, right? So then they're right. going to rely on the rider's hand, arm, um, you know, the rider's core, you know, positioning and strength until they can develop it, you know, for, for themselves. So, you know, right. as long as they're getting the right shape and they're kind of continuing to thrust towards my hand, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, kind of think, okay, you know, long, you know, there's a short-term uh, project and a long-term project in that, okay, I'm willing to uh, support the horse as long as everything's going the right way for, I don't know, a month, two months, you know, because they don't, they don't have those muscles and, 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 and the, the core, the horses, the, you need to develop the horse's core, um, right. for them to give you that super feeling. I mean, that, that's always, you know, and then, and mm -hmm. then as they work their way up the levels, they're only supposed to be, um, doing it more and more. So there are right. stages in the game in which you're going to have to support the horse, right? Yep. Exactly. Now, I think the feeling of the root, right? The root to me is literally where the horse takes their neck and pulls down on a, like, a oh, it can pull, pull the rider right out of, right, right. You know, right out of the saddle. Oh. Yeah. I've seen lots of, um, situations like that. And it's just yeah, like, no, now the horse bad. is just using their strong neck against the rider. And that's, not not okay that's right. different it's, again it's all evasions to right um they're they're feeling like oh that that's really hard or that's a lot of work right. and then you're like oh yes yes <laughs> um sure. but you but have to do pull. something here you know what i mean right, the, the, right? right. it's a, you know um horses you know um every horse is a little unique and and you know what's your horse's evasion to the increased level of of work and athleticism that you're trying to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Dude. So, yeah. so it's, it is, it's, I think it's just a constant check of the horse's balance. Right. And then, you know, as you go up another level, right. And the self-carriage requirements even higher, right. This will probably come back and you'll probably have to reestablish sort of how much core the horses needs and how much back in the house, how the softness in the back has to happen. So, um, it's, it's a complicated question, uh, but a good question. So we hope, we hope we help tackle that for you and, and that this helps you as you develop your horse. So uh, keep the questions coming. We love them. And uh, we hope you enjoyed that trainer tip from us. Well, Phil, as always, we love everybody's emails and Facebook shout outs. Keep them coming. And if you're in Wellington, I've been able to meet with some amazing listeners. Reach out. You can reach me at reachsandhorseradionetwork.com or send us a message on Facebook. I would love to see you. And uh, don't forget, we have the Arena Tracks by Christian Bayer is our uh, book club of the month. It's still going. Uh, it was a great interview. And uh, we're excited to be a part of this book. And it'll give you some really good ideas for the winter. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is probably through Facebook. Um, that's just my name. And then my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show. That's Kentucky Performance Products, 
and Surefoot Equine Stability Program. If you'd like to support our show and the Horse Radio Network, you can do that through the auditor program found at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Thank you.